Pro Group Management. Workers' Comp that works for you. Welcome to Nevada Newsmakers. This is Orrin Johnson filling in for Sam Shad. Today we have Angela Orr, the principal of Doral Academy of Northern Nevada, next on an all-new Nevada Newsmakers. Pro Group Management offers workers' comp services to a growing number of industries. As businesses grow and change with the times, the need for a solid workers' comp program must be flexible and up-to-date. The evolving nature of regulations can make staying ahead of complex tasks challenging. But Pro Group Management simplifies the work so your industry can move forward and succeed. Pro Group Management. Workers' comp that works for you. What do you count on? You count on your power every day. At NB Energy, we've always powered what's important to you. But we're not looking at the past. We're focused on the future. While our standards are high, our rates will remain low. And our commitment to renewables isn't just meeting standards, but leading the way. Because you can count on more than just your power. You can count on the company who brings it to you. That's our promise. You can count on it. I'm here at the Carson Valley Inn in Mendham with Joey Whitaker. One of the things I love about the Carson Valley Inn here in beautiful downtown Mendham is CB steak. I have eaten here so many times. Tell folks what they can expect when they come here to eat. It's a beautiful room, great service. We have certified Angus beef, seafood, lamb, a great range of appetizers, and wonderful desserts. Jean-Michel's done a great job of selecting some beautiful wines for us. The customers love it, and we've got a great selection of cocktails as well. It's not a long way to get away to the Carson Valley Inn. Safety is the number one priority for the trucking industry. Over $7 billion a year is spent on technology like this electronic eye that will apply the brakes automatically. But the most important factor for safety is the truck driver. These hardworking men and women who safely move over 70% of our nation's freight and 94% of Nevada's. We thank you because trucks move America forward. Save money and take transit. Did you know you can ride the bus all day for less than what it would cost you for a gallon of gas? Plan your trip now by going to rtcwashoe.com. Is Nevada Newsmakers with host Sam Shad, a no holds barred political forum. Now, from the Nevada Newsmakers broadcast headquarters, here is Sam Shad. And welcome back to Nevada Newsmakers. This is Orrin Johnson filling in for Sam Shad. With me today is the principal of Doral Academy of Northern Nevada, Angela Orr. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you for having me. So, uh, Today, I just want to talk about, obviously, school choice, charter schools, that sort of thing are, uh, have been a, a major you know, political topic and, and a, or a major policy uh, thing that's been going on. And so I want to get kind of a deck plate view of, of charter schools. So obviously, Doral Academy in Northern Nevada is a charter school, correct? Yes, we are a state-funded, state public charter school. So there are two different types of charter schools in Nevada. There are those that are run by districts and those that are um, seen over by the state. So we have the State Public Charter School Authority who oversees our school. So, so let's back up even more because I think there's a lot of confusion about what a charter school is and what it's not. So what, what is a charter school? Is it a private school? Is it a public school? How does it work? It is a public school. Um, there is a grand bargain in many states that we might be able to 
allow for a little bit of autonomy in schools for more accountability. And so instead of being run by a district and having a school under those, um, under kind of the same curriculum and the same expectations as all of the schools in a district, that individual schools can develop their own um, curriculum, their own understanding of their own specialties, and they receive public funding. So the same per pupil spending that goes to every district in the state goes to charter schools. Um, so taxpayers are paying for charter schools, they are public schools, and they are open to the public. They do not choose their students. Um, our school, for instance, runs a lottery. So anyone um, who wishes to come to our school puts their name into open registration, and there is a blind lottery that allows them to gain a seat at our school, um, and then a waiting list that allows them to come in when seats become available. So you get the same per pupil funding from, from the state as, as a traditional public school, mm -hmm. um, but you don't actually get the same amount of dollars that come in. Where, where's the disparity? So there are many ways that schools are funded. So the per pupil funding method is the main funding method. So we re receive those same dollars, but charter schools do not receive facilities funding, which is a, a large amount. They do not receive transportation funding. And for um, reasons that are really quite complicated, they also don't receive other funding. Um, some funding like read by, or I'm sorry, like classroom size reduction funding in grades K through three, charter schools don't receive, but district schools do. Um, and then, for instance, our school would receive $1,700 less approximately per special ed student than the district school in Washoe County. So there are some funding measures that just don't cross over. So many of the um, charter schools in the state actually receive about 68 to 71 cents on the dollar compared to their district alternatives. Okay. So tell us about Durrell specifically. You mentioned that charter schools, I, I don't want to sound flip, but most charter schools have some sort of uh, uh, a, a shtick almost, or and, and it's that, not that a sounds shtick. it's not a shtick. It's a, but but there, there's a hook um, yeah. that 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 is kind of a specialty mm -hmm. or focus. And tell us about Doral's. Um, so Doral Academy's focus is on arts integration. So we believe in really educating the whole child and ensuring that. Um, although we have very rigorous curriculum and very high standards for academics, that students are learning through and demonstrating their learning through the f arts. So fine arts, performing arts, um, our students are able to be up and moving and use creativity to demonstrate their knowledge. Again, a very rigorous um, curriculum and instruction. So, so tell us the difference between a, an arts integration school and an arts school. So I, I know it's not like fame or the kids are dancing in hallways and that I sort wish of thing. it was. That would be actually really <laughs> cool. But, but what, what is the difference between those two things? So um, our school actually has two full-time art teachers and we teach art and we have two full-time music teachers and we teach music. So there are standards in those fields. Um, arts integration melds the standards from the arts with um, curricular standards and core content areas so that students are learning through the arts but they aren't becoming necessarily artists. But this isn't about students making a poster for their book report. Um, it goes far beyond that. So for instance, one of our focuses for this year is that all teachers are using curriculum-based readers theater. So students are in effect 
um, writing short plays to demonstrate content knowledge. But we aren't spending all of our time making sure that they enter and exit stage right and stage left, and instead it's about demonstrating their core content knowledge. Got it. So I want to talk about you just a little bit. So uh, how long have you been the principal at Durrell? Um, four years. Okay. And, and what's your background before coming, coming to, to Durrell? I was a social studies teacher. I taught history and government um, in Washoe County School District at a few different schools. And then I was able to write a Teaching American History Project grant, which was a million dollar federal grant. And then I provided professional learning to teachers for Washoe County School District and all over Northern Nevada. And then I was the social studies um, coordinator for curriculum and instruction in Washoe County um, before I took this job. How long were you with Washoe County? Um, I was with Washoe County for almost 18 years, very happily. Um, I had a wonderful career with Washoe County School District and still have many you know, friends and we work together and collaborate across schools. So, so you've seen things from the traditional public school side, from the administrative side, and now from the charter school side. Yes, and moving into charter was a bit of an accident for me. Um, it was definitely um, something that happened over time. I became interested in charter because I really wanted to see what could be done if we used research-based methodologies and did what we know works in education without the bureaucracy of the district. I worked in middle management in the district. I worked in the curriculum and instruction department. Everyone there worked really hard, but I noticed that those it, we weren't making direct impacts on schools in the way that I wanted to. Well, and we're going to talk about those direct impacts on the schools when we come back. The Do It Right guys at Nevada Heating have one mission. Your furnace breaks down today, we fix it today. Why freeze for days while your furnace is down when Nevada Heating can get the job done today and you can get warm again? For nearly 50 years, locally owned Nevada Heating has been getting the job done right. Call today at 323-5585 and we'll fix it today. That's 323-5585 or online at nevadaheating.com. Like a traditional handmade basket, retail is woven into the fabric of life in Nevada. From big box to mom and pop, retail supports our communities in countless ways. Jobs for the disabled, team uniforms for kids, help for the elderly, and so much more. Retail employs over 1 in 10 workers. Retail supports Nevada, and we support retail. R-A-N-N-V org. I'm here at the Carson Valley Inn in Minden with Joey Whitaker, and you've got a lot of convention space and meeting breakout space for people. Tell us about what's available. Well, we can handle a group up to about 250, uh, and anywhere as small as 10 or 15. So it really depends on what you're looking for, what the customer's looking for. We're open to anything. It's a beautiful drive, and if you live in South Reno, it's probably about 30, 35 minutes, so it's real easy to get to. It's not a long way to get away to the Carson Valley Inn. Southwest Specialties has been making the homes and businesses of Nevada beautiful for more than 20 years. Their experienced designers and craftsmen create the walkways, backyards, water features, and a variety of outdoor cooking areas that add curb appeal and value to your investment. Call today or visit them at their website and see how they can make your outdoor spaces special. Southwest Specialties, creative, distinctive, beautiful. This is Nevada Newsmakers. 
And welcome back to Nevada Newsmakers. This is Oren Johnson filling in for Sam Shad. If you're just joining us, uh, we have with us Angela Orr, who's the principal of Doral Academy of Northern Nevada. Um, so I, you start talking about, you, you experienced a lot of bureaucracy in, in, in a lot of the things, the Washoe County School District. Um, and, and so what, have, what has that brought to Doral? What, to, you know, tell us about, t tell us about how you apply those lessons learned uh, to what's essentially a much smaller bureaucracy. Yes, so I think one of the most important things is that we do actually know what works in education, but to move a ship is, can be really difficult, and the bigger the ship, the more difficult that process is. So some of the things that I learned um, while working in the district that I've tried to apply are that you can't opt out. So in the district, for instance, if we brought in new ideas for how students might learn better, um, student, our teachers in schools were allowed to kind of opt into that learning, um, and it wasn't universal. So at Doral Academy, everything that we do is universal. We also believe deeply in professional learning. So all teachers and staff are trained extensively throughout the school year and expected to apply their knowledge to the classroom, bring back their reflections, and iterate on the process. We're all moving together, and we're all moving in the same direction. So whereas in the school district, in every school there are amazing educators, really top-notch educators. I think one of the things that makes us different is that we don't have any pockets of excellence. Excellence abounds and it really crosses grade levels and content areas. So do your teachers have more, uh, have, have more flexibility individually in their classroom with respect to curriculum? So what's interesting is that, that we have a lot of flexibility as a school to make choices about curriculum. And I would say that many of our educators feel like they do have quite a bit of flexibility. Some of them have come from the district and say they feel that flexibility. But it's flexibility within a system that actually isn't that flexible. We all use the same curriculum. And we do that so that it, because it's better for students who are moving up through the grades. But they have more flexibility to be creative about their implementation. Okay, no, that makes, that makes sense. Uh, so here's a chance to brag. Tell us about, this is before uh, COVID hit, I think Doral was the, the third ranked elementary school in the state. Uh, tell us about some of the successes that you've had. Um, well, I mean, there, there are many. So I think we've grown exponentially over the last few years. We've only been open um, for about five and a half years and we went from about 140 students, we now have 960 students. During that time, um, our students have continued to grow in their proficiency um, on all state measures um, of accountability. And um, we've been a five-star school all the way through, both our middle school and our elementary. In our middle school, something I'm really proud of is that our students take eight courses, four core classes that they would take at any school, and they get four year-long electives. We offer 32 different choices. We're able to do that because we partner with the community to bring in yoga teachers from a yoga studio to teach yoga or martial arts. Um, that we bring in people who are professional coders to teach coding classes. We offer a wide array of STEM and STEAM classes, again, because we're able to partner with the community on those sorts of things. Um, one thing I'm really proud of is that in terms of moving the ship, um, we closed our school on Friday the 13th of 2020. On Monday, I taught all of our teachers in my very limited knowledge how to use Google Classroom. And on Tuesday, we reopened. And our students had live online instruction 
and missed one day of school in the 2020 school year. And then that continued for the next year. So, and, and that was a, kind of the next question that I had, is through the, through the pandemic, obviously nationally, locally, everywhere, there was a lot of uh, learning loss. So kids were really harmed by the schools closing and that sort of thing. Did you see that at Durrell? How did that compare to uh, some of the broader traditional public schools? Can you talk to, talk to us about that? Yeah, so I think that learning loss is is definitely a real thing. We def we definitely saw less of that at Doral. Our teachers were incredibly dedicated to ensuring continuity of learning, um, whether students were home or at school on a hybrid schedule. Um, they they worked diligently to make sure that that learning was really um, very high quality. However, you know, early readers and such. Um, we'll always feel these effects of COVID. So we've really amped up some of our additional resources for those students returning. However, as much as our teachers and our staff felt like there were major, major holes in learning and just felt terrible about it, our students have actually demonstrated a very big increase in proficiency through and since COVID. That's, that's great. So, so tell us kind of administratively, it, I, even as a kid, the principal was this mysterious figure that, that uh, and I think a lot of people don't understand, what, what is a day in the life of a principal of a charter school? Um, well, so as a principal, I am the instructional leader of the school, um, but more importantly, my job is to lift up everyone in the school to their greatest potential. So. Um, helping teachers take on leadership roles and take on that some of that instructional leadership and then helping students take on leadership roles within the school. So I monitor our, our growth and our focus. I try to maintain the mission and vision every day. I would proudly say that everyone in our school knows our mission and vision very well and implements it. Um, I handle discipline, you know, with a team of people, of course. Um, and at our school, discipline is about becoming more disciplined. It's about learning through your mistakes. Um, so that's important. Um, but a charter school principal has a very different job than a principal in the district. So I have approximately $7.5 million budget that I administer rather than a smaller budget that might be given like $30,000 to a principal in the school district. So I, it's also like running a small business. So handling payroll and hiring landscapers and fixing building leaks. So there are all sorts of things that happen when you are an individual campus that might not happen in the district. All right, and we're gonna expand on that when we come back. Hi, I'm Renee Summer, our digital news anchor here at 7 at 7. Watch our streaming nonstop newscast immediately with your mobile phone. 7 at 7 is the new way for you to get every bit of local news you need in just seven minutes. Breaking news, local neighborhood news, weather and sports are just a click away. Reporters bring you all of what's happening in the valley from Roku, Amazon Fire, Apple TV, YouTube and more. Get every bit of local news you need from the RJ and LVRJ.com. Modern Boutique Ahern Hotel and Event Center sits at the heart of the Las Vegas Strip. Two floors of meeting and event space are ideal for groups and conventions. Stay in one of 200 luxurious rooms and suite. Brand your event throughout the property. Flexible event spaces make for easy planning and personalization. Take over the entire hotel with a full buyout option. Truck drivers are some of the hardest working people you'll meet, delivering over 70% of America's freight and 92% of Nevada's. When there's a natural disaster, they're delivering critical supplies to help those communities recover and rebuild. 
Every sector of the economy and our nation's military rely on truck drivers. So let's take a moment to say thank you. On the open road or city streets, our truck drivers are rolling to make our economy and our nation stronger. Trucking moves America forward. Snorkel personnel lifts are engineered beyond the industry norm to an uncommon level of safety and durability and with an eye towards sustainability. They're also designed to be simple to operate and maintain. Snorkel, always at the cutting edge of progress. I'm here at the Carson Valley Inn in Mindham with Joey Whitaker. Entertainment here at the Carson Valley Inn is extraordinary. Yeah, super proud of the TJ's Corral, our outdoor venue, about 1,500 seats. We've had first-class entertainment out there. We've had Merle Haggard. We've had Chris Young. We've had Lee Bryce a couple times. We've had Pat Benatar, Joan Jett, who's in the Hall of Fame. Uh, we're real proud out there, and it's, and it's just a great time. Watch CarsonValleyInn.com grab those tickets early. It's not a long way to get away to the Carson Valley Inn. This is Nevada Newsmakers. And welcome back to Nevada Newsmakers. This is Oren Johnson filling in for Sam Shad. If you're just joining us, uh, joining me today is Angela Orr, who's the principal of Doral Academy of Northern Nevada. Uh, so we were talking earlier about uh, the, the things that are different, essentially running your own school district uh, mm -hmm. as a principal of a charter school instead of uh, one principal am among many. Uh, and obviously, you know, there's, there's, you have to deal somewhat with getting funding, which means you have to deal with governments. Is that fair to say? Yes. Okay. So, uh, and now we, we're having a, a change in, in politics, at least in the governments, uh, in the, the governor's mansion. Um, it, and that's obviously going to impact their, the governor's clearly indicated that he's much more supportive of school choice uh, than the previous governor. That was, that was one of the parts of his campaign. Uh, so, but let me ask you about this. Uh, do, do traditional public schools and charter schools need to be enemies? Is this political polarization that's infected everything, does that need to be with this particular topic? Absolutely not. I think it's a, a really big false assumption and actually the conflict between traditional public schools and charter schools I think is based on a lot of misinformation. Um, I was a part of that. I don't think I really understood how charter worked even though one of my jobs in the district was to help oversee district charter schools. Um, I, I think that um, we should be working together to do what's right in education. So if um, if states in the union are laboratories of democracy and can try new things, I think the point of a charter school is the same. So we are smaller, we can try new things, and if they are successful and they are known by the public, then maybe those things can be tried in a larger district. So I think that there can be some give and take. I also believe that school choice is important because there are district schools that offer things that my school cannot offer, and parents should have the ability to choose those schools as well. Um, but the misinformation that's out there is that charter schools get to really just act on their own whims and do everything without any control. And again, the grand bargain is that you have more autonomy in the day-to-day because you also have more accountability in the long term. And so I write more state reports than anybody I, I know in the district. <laughs> so, so what do you mean by more accountability? That's, I mean, obviously the, the same standards have to be met, at least on paper. Yes. Uh, what, what do you mean by that? Expand on that. Um, I think one way to look at it is to think of a school district. Um, they can 
they can combine all of their information and report out. So if my school, which is a five-star school, were to, in a few years, start having students decline in their academic achievement and I became a three-star school, I would have to answer to that publicly to my parents. I would be put on you know, a watch to make sure that there weren't other things happening. In the district, because the district can report out in the aggregate, it looks very different, right? So there are some schools in the district that have been low performing for years. Um, they're so low performing that students actually can be losing a half year to a year of instruction over the course of a year in those schools. So whereas my school would be shut down um, if it were like that, in the district the aggregate um, counting of those metrics makes a, a big difference. So the uh Fair enough. Uh, let me let me ask you this. Well, what do you see as the the kind of future of Doral? What do you want to see getting better with the school? How do you want to see uh, see it integrate, if at all, or communicate with the traditional public schools? What, what do you see in the next five years? I would love for. Um, us to continue to expand our, our offerings, perhaps have another school site or two um, to give people more choice. But I'd also like to work even more closely with the district. I think that our school has proven that a few things work, especially in things like early literacy instruction, um, where we've used research-based curriculum materials and um, teaching strategies. And I would love to share that. Um, I would also like our students to be able to be um, a part of things like honor band in the district, you know, so that they can be a part of those um, kind of competitive things that also require collaboration with the district. Um, but I think that as educators, all of the educators on the ground I know want to be better. They want to work together and they want to learn. Um, educators are learners. So I think instead of creating a false conflict, we should be working together to make this state the best in education. And that's, I'd leave it right there, except I promise I was talking to some of your constituents uh, who had some questions. Uh, and the biggest one that I was, is they want to know, is the food really better in the teacher's lounge than it is in the cafeteria? It is absolutely better in okay. the teacher's lounge. Is, is, are the rumors about daily Jimmy John's runs true, in <laughs> fact? Yes, somehow <laughs> we have a young enough staff that they all, they all use apps to order food. It's crazy to me. All right, and that's where we're going to have to leave. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. All right, we'll be right back. As you know, Reno is booming. Toll's development company is helping it grow with insightful design and development, building community with every project, adding beauty, adding excitement, emphasizing our shared humanity. Reno is becoming bigger. Toll's development is helping it become better, more livable, more enjoyable. To learn more, go to tollsdevelopment.com, tollsdevelopment.com. What do you count on? You count on your power every day. At NV Energy, we've always powered what's important to you, but we're not looking at the past. We're focused on the future. While our standards are high, our rates will remain low. And our commitment to renewables isn't just meeting standards, but leading the way. Because you can count on more than just your power. You can count on the company who brings it to you. That's our promise. You can count on it. Retail's impact on Nevada's economy? Enormous. 8,600 businesses, large and small, employing 145,000 workers. 
and last fiscal year, retail paid tax on nearly $60 billion in sales. We're the Retail Association of Nevada. We support retail, we help it grow, and we mean business. R-A-N-N-V dot org. Imagine a magical garden that feeds Carson City's hungry and homeless, teaches our high school students agriculture, creates hanging floral displays to beautify downtown, and yet charges nothing. It's not magic. It's the Greenhouse Project. It's real, it's growing, and it needs your help. Go online to carsoncitygreenhouse.org so together we can grow it forward. Take a look at Pro Group Management and see how your workers' comp requirements can be met head on. By taking a proactive approach, Pro Group can assure that your company is meeting or exceeding state and federal standards. As you move forward in your industry, Pro Group moves with you, simplifying regulatory tasks, clearing the way so you can get the job done and look to your future success. Pro Group Management. As always, you're watching the Newsmakers 24 hours a day. See you on the next show.